Stand clear. 100% wild podcast. So for all you listeners, hello and welcome to definitely not your favorite outdoor podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Drury Outdoors 100% Wild Podcast, episode number 280. And this show is, as always, brought to you by GearCast. It's a bonus episode. You're Tim Chelsvik. And you are a bonus Mad Drury. <laughs> and we got Mark Drury on set. A real set. bonus. That's not why it's a bonus. It's a bonus because we're doing two this week. We pumped out the one with Steve Stoltz that was uh, aired earlier in the week. Our and, buddy Steve. Yeah, and Mark was in town. We had a get-together, a family gathering uh, over the weekend, and uh, you stopped by the studio before you headed back to your home state, Iowa, and we figured we better get you in the podcast. Absolutely. I appreciate you guys having me. I always feel like... Well, it's your building. It, since since Coondog... <laughs> Thanks for allowing <laughs> Since Ever since we had Coondog on, I feel like we have to prove that people who are wearing glasses are actually wearing their glasses. Those <laughs> Are legit he, glasses that Mark has on. His so Coondog came in and did an episode. Tim was out that week, and so Tim or so Coondog came in and did the podcast with me. And I didn't know it, but he wore the fake glasses we have here for the 13 <laughs> reflection, episode yeah. for reflections. And so at the end of it, I had no idea at the end of it. I was like, you know what? I thought it'd be funny if Coondog read the Rack Pack member's he name. He couldn't see it. <laughs> he butchered them. Like, I butcher them, but he was literally was not able Shakespeare to read them. over there? <laughs> the dog. Too good. And I'm like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> and he never said anything. He never said anything. When we got off, he's like, I couldn't read. I didn't have glasses on. I'm like, he had a like the paper was this close to his face. Welcome to myopia. Yeah, so it was it was pretty funny. So. Well, we, so whenever people join the rack pack, we were just talking off air how so many of you guys are DeerCast users. That's awesome. Thank you. The other thing that they say, not to a person, but most of them, probably eight out of ten, say their favorite thing about the show is when we have Mark and Terry on. Oh, sure. Because they learn something. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I get it. <laughs> all right, guys, easy. We understand. Right. <laughs> we, we, yeah, we had like the most views all year was the last episode Mark was big on. Big time, so. big time. Yeah, so and, Mark, and, come on. Every episode, we need you. <laughs> we need pump, a nugget. Pump up our stats. <laughs> <laughs> but the other thing people talk about is wanting to hunt with Mark and Terry. Well, and every couple years, we run a promotion or so. And we're we about to start a new one. You know, we've done some auction hunts and we've done some giveaway hunts through DeerCast and through our social pages. And mm -hmm. we're about to announce a new one. Well, we are announcing it, essentially. Uh, we're going to do the same thing we've done. Two days at Terry's Farm, two days at mine. Uh, the season of your choice, so you could come during the Missouri rifle season, the archery season, or the yep. primitive weapon season. It's really your choice. And uh, we've had great luck. We're three for three with with pretty much giants i yeah. mean we've had really good luck so so don't screw it up if you win it's, it's, yeah, we want to keep that train rolling you <laughs> both know? both your farms are in missouri so it's over, yeah, the, over counter the counter tags that's the, the reason why we do that it's easy to get the tag and mm -hmm. yep. so we're doing the giveaway this year the hunt will take place next year but it's it, the cool part about it it's not just the hunt giveaway yep. there's a brand new tracker giveaway tracker. tracker 800 giveaway which is one hell of a machine. Yeah. I really like that. It's, it's funny. Jared Gibson, one of our team members on Critical Mass, he just bought one, and he sent me a text, and he's like, 
it, it was a picture of the tracker and he goes, I just picked up a tracker. I am amazed at how quiet this yes. thing was. Mm. And I didn't look close to the picture. I'm like, yeah, well, I'm thinking it's the electric version. I'm like, yeah, they're super quiet. And I looked, I zoomed in. I was like, oh no, it's the 800. And that thing is super quiet. It is. And what is, uh, will fool you about it. It doesn't match its power, right? You think, how can I do all these things and mm. be this quiet? Cause yeah. normally you think power loud engine, you know, and it's really not, they've kind of got the best of both worlds. It's a very quiet unit yet. It'll do anything we, put at it i know you're mowing with it and doing field work with it and yeah pretty we're, awesome we've been pulling that three foot rtp groundbreaker and that sucker's heavy i yeah. mean i don't know what the weight is on that thing but it's i, I don't know either that i bet it's well over a thousand oh yeah it's got to be over a thousand pounds Dude, certainly geez. Yeah. i mean and you know and it's and it's we're pulling it we're cult packing this we're using the heck out mm -hmm. of it and like you said we got a, a pull behind mower five foot mower i mean yeah. it's doing all that work it's pretty awesome so, so we're giving one of those away. We're giving a hawk blind away, yeah. an office blind, which yeah. I absolutely love. They're like like a, they're like sitting in your office and hunting. So yeah. we've got three awesome prizes. It's really three next, different winners. Three different winners mm -hmm. next to the farm giveaway. This is probably the biggest giveaway we've done. You oh, know? I think so. You know, so pretty cool. We just want to say thank you to everybody out there that has yeah. tried Deercast, or whether you're a free user or an unlimited user, whatever whatever it is, we appreciate you for downloading that app and talking to us in there and letting us know what you want and we want to give back and and it, it has no bearing on what subscription level you have i mean free users whoever yeah. you enter anybody can mm -hmm. enter into the contest and absolutely i think we're pulling the names the winners like december 15th december 15th yeah so we got some be time. a great christmas present for yeah, three people get, get some time to sign up and pretty cool yeah so it's going to be awesome we we're going to pay for you to get there we're going to feed you we're going to love up on you we're going to have some fun <laughs> drink drink a beer too if you if you want to do that and this uh, sounds really good. got a lot better when you said <laughs> love up on you. I'm like, <laughs> well, get over I, here, you. <laughs> I say that because we've become friends with the guys that have been in Scott, Matthew, Dennis. You know, all of those guys. I I still communicate with. So it's pretty mm -hmm. cool, you know. And that's the cool thing about hunting. Like my best friends are hunters, and anytime you meet a hunter, you're automatically have that connection, and you're immediately a friends. Kindred, yeah, well, a kindred. Spirit. And we get asked. I mean all the time via email and i'm sure the social team sees it on you know direct messages and stuff like that like hey could i come hunt with you guys hey you know like th there's so many i always tell them yeah <laughs> there's so many stories out there where you know where whether it's tough luck or inspirational stories or veterans or you know we wish we could take every single body it's just too many i mean their requests come in daily absolutely and unfortunately we just can't accommodate all that we've always accommodated catch a dream child every year and try to focus in on that but this is a chance for us to say you know what every so often we do a giveaway and here's a chance to absolutely to have somebody in yeah so and, uh, just say thank you that's the yeah. main thing yep. yeah so join that or, or enter it i should say on deercast you can go to the giveaway tab and put your name in because it's a new drawing so if you've if you've entered in the past you want to re-enter re re right yeah now if you've already entered for the tracker giveaway you're automatically entered you've in entered for this. this year yep and if you try to enter again you'll get an error message and that just indicates you've the already system entered. already has you registered it's not letting you register again but yep so if you haven't uh, entered at all in 2022 you there need you go. to yep. go over there yep. check it and out it maybe goes without saying but if if it's a good hunt then it'll end up on tv too oh it, they all, all three have 13 right yeah it's, they've all been on 13 yeah. Yeah, yep. so that's cool. Bonus, bonus. And yeah, cool. I think last year's, didn't he end up in deer season? Or no, yeah, was it? Yeah. I think he might have, yeah. Deer season 21. I feel like he did. Maybe. That was Dennis's biggest deer of his life. That was so much fun. It was Sweet. awesome. Well, and the one, was it Matt Pate, the mm -hmm. one that killed at 
Terry's he killed out a giant yeah. too. Big old old like a seven year old deer. So did Scott. He killed that big wide ten point down in the bottoms. I mean big old five year old deer. They all yeah. all have been really magnificent deer. So you're, you're three for three so far. Yeah, we'd love to take you. So come on in. Sweet. So all right, you guys, I know. In your neck of the woods in Iowa, I don't know about Missouri, but I know in Iowa, it's severe drought you've been going through. Severe. As bad as I've seen it in many years. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of that rain, like, we're, I feel like we're getting record totals for the nice summer. You know, 16 inches since May in my one farm. Yeah, that pattern, it was just everything was just south of us, right? Mm. Just south of us yeah. or north of the state of Iowa up in Minnesota, Mark's at Mark Freeze. He's a farmer, and he's had great rainfall, you know. But right there in Iowa, man, it's it's dry. The farmers are all crabby. The food plotters are crabby. Mm. Nobody wants to talk about the weather, but we're getting rain finally. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. So you guys did how many food plots that you put in across two states and a bunch of different properties? 41. 41 green fields. Food plots. So, wow. But we're four shy. Okay. So 37. So the rain... When you look at it, when I was looking at the 14-day forecast, say at the beginning of August, and I was looking at deer cast, the 14-day, the hourly, trying to find like any rain blips, but then going into the rain station and going out 14 days and not seeing much, based on how much you have to plant, do you still go in and say, look, we know we're going to get it at some point. Like, we got to start. When's the date you got to start? And Well, yeah, and, you know, a lot of those biologic seeds already have a coating on them, and then we also coat them in seed coat. Yeah. And to me, that, that will preserve that, that seeding for 30 or 45 days on the small stuff. Grains, probably a couple weeks, you know, like wheat, oats, that type of stuff. So we've held off on some of those products, but we did go ahead and, and get the, you know, the winter bulbs and sugar beets and the radishes put in the ground. So just, we had to, we have too many plots. Yeah. Otherwise you're not gonna, you're not gonna get them all in. So we did, and we just seed coated them heavily, fertilized, and uh, now it's paying off because it's finally raining. I shouldn't say that, it's supposed to rain. It, what do you know in your rain station, how much are you supposed to get on some uh, 1.5 is what it showed me this morning. That's what we're getting to. Yeah, here. that's, well, yeah. I'd, must I'd, be the same front moving I'd through. I'd be sure happy if we got that 1.5. We need about 5.5, but 1.5 would be, well, put it this way, in the last 45 days, I've received 0.7 across three different fronts, like 0.2, 0. 0.2, 0. 0.3. Brutal. It's horrible. It's not enough. That's not enough to no, do No, that's not enough to sustain life, man. It's bad. Everything's dead. So, so what's the optimal frequency of rain and inch amount a week, of rain? Inch, inch per 10 days would be okay. un, unreal, and you just don't get that anymore. Yeah. Um, well, what if you get a huge rain event where you get like, just two, three, four inches, and and then it's a couple weeks out. That doesn't that doesn't equate the same way. If it fell it? slow, it does. Okay, you huh. know, if it fell slow, and, and a lot of times rains like it really depends when they fall. Like a quarter inch falling at sunset is going to do more for you than noon. three quarter of an inch felt falling at noon when it's ninety degrees with a high wind. So and wind speed, you know, yeah. sun, sunshine and, and wind speed. So it really depends when it's going to fall. So this one's magical in that it is all predicted to fall tonight and mm-hmm. into tomorrow. And yeah. then we have clouds sustaining after that. So, it, you know, to me, it's like we're going to get the full benefit from this rain. And temperatures, I haven't cooling looked off, them, but they feel like they're cooling off for the next couple of weeks, too. Which yeah, is finally. Key. Well, they're finally getting back to normal. Yeah. <laughs> so. I, I don't know about you, but in that 14 day hourly, have you seen any other blips? Maybe one more in here this weekend. I thought I saw a 40 or 50% chance coming up. I have a lot of little chances. Mm -hmm. 
Same. but nothing yep. major like this one coming tonight through all day tomorrow it looks like for us it's all like the one you're getting tonight we're really getting in the morning all through tomorrow yes and it's a big one but 14 days ago this was a blip yeah. you know like you, you gotta really mm -hmm. rain it's you know the forecast for rain prediction is really not accurate till you're within a few days of it mm -hmm. and even then it's very difficult to predict so yeah. what i always watch are the temperatures like if there's a blip that's associated with humidity and a temperature drop that's generally when you catch rain you've mm -hmm. got to have that moisture and then a temperature drop the front coming through to create the rain so i always look for temperature drops if you get a 12 15 degree drop watch that front because that's the one that's most likely going to produce rain for sure you. and you also mentioned cloud cover earlier and that's another one of the metrics that we track in DeerCast. If you go to the hourly, you can scroll across yeah. yep. and you can see when the sun's going to shine and when it's not. Exactly, which which is helpful because I didn't think about just the sheer evaporation effect yep. of of uh, direct yep. sunlight and UV light and everything. But also that cloud cover is sometimes correlated with rain. You get more cloud cover, greater chances of rain. And can you can, be. Yes. You can see that reflected because you definitely need clouds to create the rain. <laughs> that's definitely right. a plus <laughs> meteorology if it's zero percent cloud cover to forget <laughs> about it you know we had a sunshine a weird sunshine rain event at my house a couple weeks ago doesn't happen often but once in a while it will but there's still a cloud creating it yeah know? yeah it's coming from so, somewhere yeah i've been a weather watcher for years you know so i watch all this stuff and we always watch those temperature drops where we think you know what this one might actually happen but the last two or three have missed us up there you know or, yeah. or created very little rain so you like we talked about, we had a family event this weekend and you had other family matters here in the St. Louis area that you were in town for. So the rain's coming, you know, to it's starting to getting ready to hit there in Iowa and you you missed the weekend. Luckily, you know, obviously you got great help there with P Wade and Perry. Are they working like through the night to get, I mean, that's a ton of freaking pots. Yeah, unfortunately I was unable to be there yesterday to help them. Otherwise I would have, but they started at, I think daybreak and they worked till 9 PM and then they started again this, this morning. But mm. some of those went in ahead of the last front sure. that we didn't receive. So they probably put in 20 plots in the last two days. Wow. We ended up four shy, but just cause the rain got here sooner than the normal, but that's okay. I mean, I've You're never been it. so happy to be right yeah. So yeah, yeah a big, uh, big shout out to Wade and Perry. They, those, and uh, Carson also, jumped in there Did as well he? to produce some of it and then mm -hmm. help them get from spot to spot and that's our challenge like these things are spread out over 60 70 miles north to south east to west 20 to 30 so getting equipment trailer and this and fertilizer i mean it's it's all a lot of steps and a lot of travel i can't imagine we got a little bit of a dose of that we've so friday we should we filmed the podcast with steve stoltz and then i jumped up to um Wellsville, which Scott was already up there where the, the new farm is. And we had prepped a lot of that Tuesday, luckily. Right, so it yep. didn't take a lot for us to get it finished. But we finished there. And then we put, we had three different trailers of stuff that we took. You know, it's probably a 45 minute to an hour drive back over to the Marthaville lease. And so then once we got there, we, you know, it was by then it was dark, but then Sunday, Alan and Scott went back to the lease because we had this event that we were at and they busted it and got a ton of work done and set us up for some success. So now today Scott's finishing uh, this morning in Marthasville and then we're meeting up in Ellsbury to try to get our last plot in. But all that shit, it's just like you got to take it from one place to the next to the next. And on the scale you guys are doing it, I can't imagine because it's monumental. It you is. Know. And some of it's just logistics. It's like yeah, you got to sure. plan it out, but you got to plan the execution, then execute the plan. Otherwise, yeah. 
the planters here, the groundbreakers yeah. there, the yeah, tractors yeah, yeah, yeah. there. Right. Like you have to figure out what steps you're going in, who's doing what and where it needs to go. And we did a lot of prep last week, but you know, make no mistake about it. You know, Perry and, and Wade are, are animals. I mean, yeah. they're really good at what they do. Yeah. So. You know, I, I told him, I said, you guys worked your butts off and hopefully you get rewarded with this rain that's predicted. So, yeah, definitely. And then big deer this fall. Yeah, well, certainly. <laughs> when that, yeah, that's the main ingredient. That's why they work like animals, because yeah. they're motivated highly. So. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I just bought a few bags of lime and some fertilizer and, you know, I'm buying 40 pounds because the scale yep, sure. is just totally different. Yep. But already I'm seeing like the lime was last year it was four some dollars. This year it's six some dollars a bag of fertilizer. Yeah, everything's up. Yeah, so what are you seeing as far as the economy is? Like, is there a percentage of cost increase that you're looking at this well, year? Well, it varies. You know, fuels about double what it was last year. Fertilizer's up 60, yeah. 70%. Um, so it just varies. Chemicals went up. All the input costs increased. Sure. So we tried to be as efficient as we could. We knew the exact size of every plot. Mm -hmm. We plotted all of them out within DeerCast, got the area. We knew exactly how much fertilizer we needed. We, we soil tested everything ahead of time so that our fertilizer application was spot on. We weren't putting too much down um, to make sure that we were as, as optimum as we could be from a cost standpoint. Well, at the scale, you guys, the amount of plots that you have and the way it's spread out, are you guys getting like a cart of sure. fertilizer and lime? And yep. then you're with an average mix. Yep. Okay. So you're just trying to say like, Hey, here's about what we need yep. everywhere. And then you yeah, go based on it. the overall average. So, yeah. and, and we're spreading mm -hmm. a little thinner than last year, trying to save on some cost. And cause the thing with fertilizer is if by chance it comes up, it's not looking good. You could top dress it and affect it immediately. Sure. So, um, you know, all the steps we could take, we did, yeah. but it's, you know, at the end of the day, it was still more expensive. So one of my buddies was using DeerCast Elite Plus and he was using the area shape tool to build one of his food plots. Mm -hmm. And he it was funny because he was talking to like, Tim, when I when I put that plot in, I figured it was at least an acre and a half. And when I got done, I, I walked it and built it, you know, built that in DeerCast. It was three quarters of an acre. Oh, <laughs> big difference. And yeah, it, it really saved, is. Yeah, saved 50 percent off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it was like it, that feature alone could really save someone because well, well, no one's really feature. great about it well, just paid for his DeerCast as what it did. I mean, yeah, right. Oh, and more than saved, that. Yeah. It just what he saved in. Fertilizer yeah, cost exactly. Yeah, three yeah. quarters of an acre. You save more than that. Yeah, because yeah. I'm not great at estimating area no. size just Me by neither. looking at something. Well, I can Some remember we used to step them off and go into our calculator and try and figure it out. But it's a lot easier to do it within DeerCast. You know exactly what it is. You can save it. You've got it forevermore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know? Yep. Yep. Hundred percent. Last episode, Matt was going in on moon phase. And what things, how things are shaping up. So it's probably well. time for a public service announcement. I kept saying, I would not listen to anything I'm saying. Somebody, I don't know how it came up, but it was like, what? Uh, Steve mentioned something about you and Terry's predictions you always do every yeah. year. And I go, well, we've talked about it a little bit, you know, and, and the moons, when the moon's hitting each month and what it would do to the season. And I just said what I thought. I go, but I kept saying, like, don't listen to what I'm saying. We need to have Mark and Terry Sounded tell intelligible. But I, I try to give the biggest disclaimer. Don't listen to this. <laughs> yeah. We need to have the guys back on it. When's it full? September the 8th? October the 8th? Something like that? Ninth, I thought I thought October the 9th and maybe the uh, November Oh, look out. First so. week of October. Don't miss it in Iowa. Matt's got an Iowa tag, so he's coming up to hunt with us. So Wee. that first First week of They're October, on you. <laughs> it's always good. It will be optimally good, provided we have Brother. 
at normal temperatures or below, yeah. it's going to be unreal. I love a full moon the first part of the month. Early November, when they're seeking, is going to be tremendous. So I screwed that up then. Yeah. Because <laughs> so I, like, I was like, well, usually you would like for my thought process was, okay, if it's a full moon on like the 9th or 10th of November and the evenings are better leading into the full mm -hmm. moon, would that screw up? that good morning seeking movement. No, I, th I still think it'll be good right after that too. You know, right after it turns full, then the 10th, 11th and 12th, those mornings on into the midday mm -hmm. when they're starting to first get with them because I still see seeking activity through about the 12th or 13th okay. and then they start locking down right about Picastus. But yeah. that full moon, we, it's been a while since we've had a full moon the early part of October, November. It's gonna be good, I think. If we, if you have, you know, temperature will slow a lot of that down, but yeah. it's, it's gonna be awesome, man. The evenings, early November, in early October, oh my goodness! I did say I felt like gun, like the Missouri gun season, like that mid-November. You know, it's like twelfth, I think, is the gun season. I thought will be like there's gonna better be a lot sit of all deer, day, a lot better of sit all day killed. with that full moon because yeah. that moon's gonna be overhead. You know, probably. 10, 11, 12 o'clock that day. So better yeah. better sit all day because a lot of it's going to happen in the middle part of the day, yeah. Yeah. which is always challenging. You know, I love when they move first hour, last hour, because the season's so long, it works on you when you got to sit yeah. all day. You know? so yeah. I like early morning, late evening. Well, in the Missouri gun season, traditionally, we've always seen a good midday, like 10 to 2 type of a movement. Yeah, that phase that is period. good for midday anyway. Add yeah. a full moon to it, it gets really good. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's uh, I'm excited, but yeah. We just need cooler temperatures. So how do you feel the mid to late October period will be dark of the moon? Like, how do you feel that's going to go? If you're on the 9th, so the dark of the moon is going to be the 23rd, could be a little bit more challenging. But what, what happens then is you really rely on the weather. But what I see is a very shortened move first hour, last hour during dark, dark of moon. That's the mm. one consistent thing I see. Full moon, you can extend more daylight activity. Dark of moon, it's literally first hour, last hour. And that's about all you get, yeah. unless you get a major front. Mm -hmm. Then it then it'll get them on their feet and, and moving. But yeah. uh, late October, October's always good, um, but it won't be optimum like early October and early November. That's the good news, though. You're coming back into that full moon in the 30th, 31st of Halloween. You're just about starting to get better movement again in the afternoon. So, yeah. but it, it'll be good. But first week October is going to be on fire if it's if it's cool. I I think I'm going to catch COVID around that time and we'll need to <laughs> quarantine myself. I just feel Safest it. Safest place we in the go. stand. Here yeah. we go. I feel it coming yeah. on. I got a long, long pre-COVID. Yeah. <laughs> it's a new thing. <laughs> yeah, you, you just can't go wrong. Timing your hunts and your time off in and around that full moon, in my opinion, in the Midwest. Yeah. That is the, that's the way I've seen it. And if you look historically through the Drury Outdoors um, kills, cold front rolls through, broom, everybody yeah. kills deer. Yeah. And if it's around a full moon, even more kill deer. I mean, that's when we've killed them historically. We've got 30 years showing what and it dark does. of the moon. Like when we it slows start, down. If our kill count, because by and large, we generally know where we need to be at the season. And we have a, a, a number that we kind of need to hit to produce the TV shows. And we have a big team to do this. Mm -hmm. You know, so some guys have just a crappy year. Some guys mm -hmm. are on fire. So it all evens out. But by the end of, you know, like if we're at mid-October, we know we need to be at this number for it november 1st we need to be about here and when it's super slow it's almost always it's been too warm and it's a shitty moon yeah and and, and then we always catch back up always always come around the next full moon boom yeah cold front a full moon yeah that's our equation yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't lie so the moon 
overhead and underfoot. It's something I, I don't, don't pay nearly as much attention to that. But when it's high in the sky all day, I do pay attention to that, it, which is generally a few days after the full moon. Yeah. It will be up quite a while in the middle part of the day. And I see a lot of activity. Which was just this past week, really. I mean, yep. I saw a ton of yeah. And there was a bunch of deer moving midday. Were, crazy yeah. times. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Crazy times, which is odd that even in the summer they do that, you know. So, but it's it definitely affects it. Yeah. Hmm. Bonus episode. That's Talk right. about some bonus information. Well, we got into some things there. You know, Might I didn't be know the where the best we episode of the year. <laughs> Very well could be. There's no wildlife word. There's no question of the day. It is the best episode. <laughs> yes, by default. <laughs> Less shenanigans. Wildlife word of yeah. the day. It's raining. Yeah, Hallelujah. Rain. Yeah. You can't get the, the biggest takeaway. You can't get rain without clouds. That's mm. right. That's I right. felt we like I almost knew that. The more you know. So what's next? I mean, you guys, I know you'll have some early season uh, hunts that you, I know Taylor's going to start around the 28th or 29th. In Utah. Utah. And then Wade and Jared are going to Alberta with Corey. And I was scheduled to go to South Dakota with Mark Freeze. And the outfitter called and he was like, I, just, I can't find a shooter anywhere. He goes, I don't know if they died or what happened. Ooh, he goes, oh, wow. I've yeah. never had this issue as long as I've been guiding. And I was like, I appreciate your honesty. No kidding. <laughs> Huge. That was Thank nice you so them. much. You know, I said, I so appreciate and respect that. So Because going on trips like the, where you, you know, especially guys like you, where you, you know, your farm, you know, your deer herd, you know, you kind of have a great plan in place. Mm-hmm. When you go out somewhere and you're beholden to someone else's plan <sighs> and, and you can do as much as you can do by asking for pictures and plans and yeah. maps and looking at deer cast maps and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, you are relying on them. You are. And that is not a place that's comfortable for me in my mind. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. now, if it's a Corey Jarvis where we've got a long history, no problem. That's like coming over to hunt with one of you guys. Sure. But a new place. I just, like I said, I so appreciated his his honesty. Yeah. You know, I met him at the Iowa deer classic through our friend, Kurt. Uh-huh. He goes, man, you need to talk to this guy. They just picked up a new 26,000 acre ranch oh, in boy. South Dakota and he's jacked about the mule deer on it. So I w- went and started talking to him and I said, I, I want, I want to book a hunt with you, you know? So we had it all lined out. Freeze and I were going to go out, but not to be. So yeah. I think mm-hmm. instead I've got a new spot in Texas that needs to be set up and mm-hmm. we're going to go down there and, and spend some time down there. Use your time wisely. Cool. Yep. Big time. So when will you then go back to Texas? You wait October. Yeah. When it gets crappy and right around my birthday, Midwest. Yeah. 14th, 15th, right in there. I'll go yeah. for four or five days. Yeah. And you guys have always had good luck down there. By Unbelievable then. luck down there. Yeah. Yep. Real good. So, so now good. is this piece, it's close to the, the old yeah, lease that you is. had. Yep. Yeah. So you're peak, it's where we've turkey hunted for several years. Peak asterisk, all that stuff will be yeah, same. identical. It's next door. So, and, and what was that? It was November. You about like, 23rd, 24th, about so 10 days later back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I just reset down there. So I don't have to change the cast. It's still in there. And I don't know. That's something we don't talk. I mean, we didn't Good like the point, first yeah. couple of years, but we don't talk about it a ton. And it's, it's something that used to be a little easier to find and, and change, but you can change your peak estrus state for any of your deer cast locations. So you go into deer cast and wherever you have a location set, the, the easiest way, so like if you go up to the top left uh, and, you know, it says the name of the town that your location is set and you hit the drop down, when you hit the drop down, your locations show up, there's a three dot 
you know, there's a trash can and three dots on, on the side of it. You click the three dots and that's where you can check your peak estrus. It's got a date that's been kind of like auto set for you in the app right. based on your location, but it allows you to go in and use a different date and uh, change it, you know, like you said, 10 days in, in your mm -hmm. instance of what it is in the Midwest. Yeah, certainly. And that's huge because it then shifts the entire um, 13 phases, whichever way it needs to be shifted. Yeah. And so then your phases line up with what our phases are here in the Midwest, but for your location and your peak estrus. Yeah, so that's it, pretty cool. It, it is a pretty uh, handy feature. Yeah, it's it's awesome. So And it works. It's the cornerstone for the algorithm. It is. There's so much in that app. It's amazing. You know, we talk about, you know, what all's in it. And some days, like if I'm close to edge of service, it takes a while to load. But if you think of everything that's loading, it's a social feed, it's a map, it's a predictive model. There's servers spinning up just for you. So if it takes a little bit longer when you're in edge of service, just know that it's because there's so much in that app. And I think the best way to navigate through that, especially if you're doing mapping stuff, is to go into offline maps when you've got great no service, yeah. download all of your farms. And if you get close to edge of service, just go to offline maps. It'll really, really help you if you're doing food plot work or, you know, checking rain stations. The only thing you can't do is, is wind direction in that because it's not getting the and weather. Radar. And radar. Yeah. 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 So. And, you know, one of the things that I know if I have a farm, like for instance, uh, one of the leases, Scott, he just can't get any like social media, nothing works there for him. He's just kind of a dead zone. So if you were to open DeerCast for the first time while you're in that kind of dead zone, yeah. it's not going to open up for you. But it can't. what we do is open it, head into the farm, we check the forecast, it loads all that data, yeah. and it, you know, hey, I'm going to switch over to offline now, and it's already been loaded, it's already up. So it, when you get to the dead zone, it's still working it's, for it's you. It's kind of like your hack in the maps when you press the Top left. upper left, the map goes to that town, whatever yeah. you have preset in. Mm -hmm. This is another hack in that if you're, you know you're nearing edge of service, just go to offline maps, turn it on airplane mode, that's, that's and the key. stay yeah. offline, mm -hmm. you know, because our offline offering is, is the best out there, man. I mean, it's incredible what you can do without any service. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, it's I'm pretty proud of what we've done with offline maps. Just make sure you download them when you're at home. And then anything, any assets you add to your map yep, in offline there. maps will then just sync Transfer. up with the cloud when you get back, when you when you pop out of airplane mode. So if you hop into your, like maybe got DeerCast on your iPad, or you want to log into DeerCast.com on your computer, it'll all be there. Yep. yep. So it's really a matter of communicating that so every user knows. So if you've got a buddy that's having trouble with edge of service, well, we created a path around edge of service with our offline map yep. offering. Mm -hmm. All so. right. I hate to wrap this up, but you and I have an important Zoom call yep. with our buddies over at Mossy Oak. So. Can't wait. Going to go talk to Toxie and Chris and Daniel and Neil and Jess and have a, a great conversation. Yeah. So we appreciate you jumping on the bonus episode. The bonus episode is better than the <laughs> most of our regular episodes. So uh, We should do all bonus episodes. Yeah, let's just do bonus episodes <laughs> from now on. This is your first time on the set too, isn't it? I believe it is. Yeah. Yeah, I think it is. Maybe Welcome. I zoomed in once. You zoomed. Yeah, we've had you on yeah, Zoom. But. Yeah, right on. Yeah. We, we should, Welcome. You're here in Missouri so little, this part of Missouri so little. I'm like, we better shoot one with them. Mm -hmm. Strike while the iron's hot. That's right. So Give the people so, what they want. I will say, like, I wish we could do every one of our podcasts with in-studio so guests. It's fun. so well, much it's, more fun. It is. But yeah. It's challenging it, with it schedules is. and people are busy. So. It is. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Anyways, all right. Well, unless you guys got anything else, I'd say let's wrap never it up. do. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> all right. Until next time. See ya. Peace out. 
DeerCast is now supercharged with maps. Get ahead of your game with killer new features like live Doppler radar, wind check out to five days, virtual rain gauges, GPS path tracking, and more. Plus, get our 14-day revolutionary DeerCast prediction and access to DeerCast track. Prep, predict, and pursue with DeerCast.